I ended up talking about our education system yesterday, which is something I'm prone to do. And it just got me thinking about the whole conformity thing, about the, you know, sit down, be quiet, pay attention. The authority figure at the top of the class is going to, you know, give you what it is that you need to know. And it made me think, I, 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 that was jarring to me. I didn't, I didn't gel with that. I didn't fit into that paradigm. But I think I was the exception or one of the exceptions. And I would argue that practically everybody listening to me right now was in one way or another the same as me in that sense. You didn't like being told what to do. You you couldn't understand. You, you just didn't get it. It was like, why am I having to do this? What's the point in doing this? Or why am I learning this? Or why do I need to know the date that Magellan set sail? Or why do I need to know the name of the leader of the rebellion in 1547 and all these different things like what is the utility in any of this other than you know passing the test at the end of the at the end of the week or the end of the term or the end of the year or whatever it is and i would argue that the people that find that found that the most jarring the reason i think that the people that are listening to me now is because the people who were happy enough being told where to sit and what to do and how to think and what to think those type of people are perfectly comfortable sitting down and watching Friends, the TV sitcom thing, again, like for the fifth time. They're perfectly com- they're perfectly comfortable sitting down and watching television with the ads and all the rest of it. They're perfectly comfortable with that. And they're not tuning in to fucking Franon McKeown for 15 minutes a day for 42 days straight talking about God knows what. They'd much prefer to to listen to the the TV sitcom series with all the the bells and the whistles, like literally, like all the sound effects, the the cymbals and the fucking the drums and the whatever else, the, the kind of the radio stuff and the the complete, total and utter fakeness of it. You know, twenty four seven. Hey, whoa, who? My name's Fred McCure, and you're tuned into the Off the Lead podcast, <laughs> and and all the fucking rest of it. And those of us that just can't abide by that, those of us who just can't stand that quote-unquote normal stuff or regular stuff or mainstream stuff, the types of people who don't fit that kind of a mould are exactly the types of people who listen to the likes of me. Because it's it's off the lead. It's it's different. It's not normal. And I bet that I've, not everybody obviously, but the majority of people that are listening to me and enjoy my kind of content they're the types of people who like alternative music. They're the types of people who like independent artists, generally. They're the type of people who are willing, ready and capable of trying things like craft beers or listen to groups that are maybe not not mainstream. They're not on the charts. Like, have a think about the, the music, the type of music that you like to listen to. Is it what's in the charts currently? I'd, I'd wager everything that I own that the majority of people listening to me right now couldn't tell you what the number one is. Or couldn't tell you what the number one has been. You couldn't name you a number one from the last 12 months, practically. And it's funny, there's a, there's a weird juxtaposition here because simultaneously, it's the worst it's ever been and it's the best it's ever been. Because 
on the on the the worst end of things never never before have we been so pigeonholed and so divided and have had so much stuff endlessly flashed in front of our faces and have had our ears bombarded with manufactured shit basically content that's heavily produced like the likes of what i do you'll never see the likes of that on you know rte or on any mainstream show and even the kind of conversations that i have with people like when was the last time you heard of a mainstream tv program promoting a four-hour conversation with somebody oh it's sound bites give it to them hard and fast don't let them don't let them don't allow them to have their mind wander. Don't allow them to possibly forget where they are or what they're listening to. Keep them constantly engaged. Bombard them. Bang, 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 bang. Sound bites. Jingles. Endless repetition. It's like it's like the whole Pavlov's dog thing. It's like you're you're being conditioned, you're being trained. But on the upside, never before in the history of our species has there been the opportunity there is now. For the likes of independent people, independent artists like, let's say, myself in the podcasting sphere or, you know, pick any independent artist. These days, you can get to your audience without the middleman of mainstream, without the mainstream middleman. Because before you couldn't, if you wanted to make it big in any realm, you had to go through the appropriate channels. If you were a writer, for example, you had to get writing for a big publication. And you, if you were a writer for a newspaper, it had to be in one of the big mainstream newspaper media outlets. In music, it had to be through one of the big studio companies. But these days, you can record anything at home like I'm doing now in my fucking bed. I'm just after giving the kids their breakfast, they're fed, they're grand. I put them in front of the telly for 20 minutes, they allow me to do this. And I can do it and I can upload it and... It can be listened to by literally hundreds of millions of people, practically billions of people, for essentially no money. It costs me something like 150 euro a year to to host it. And it's the exact same, whether it be music or video production or short story writing or novels or, or fiction or, or anything you can think of. Anything, any kind of creative endeavor at all. You can get it out there. You can even sell, if you, if you physically make something, you can sell it all over the world with the technology that's literally at our fingertips. There's never, ever, ever been a better time to be an independent artist, no matter what your discipline. And I would argue at least that the types of people who both listen to and produce independent content are exactly the type of people, they're the same people that found the whole schooling thing jarring. Not in all cases, obviously, but in the majority of cases. And I suppose one of the niches that I kind of fill is bridging the gap between the technology that's there and the person who could take advantage of that technology. Because again, it's not as though in school you're shown, how, you're, you're shown and taught about all these different things. That's another thing that should be an integral part of our education system. How do we capitalise on the technology we have? Not just to be, we shouldn't be just made aware, although we should be made aware, we shouldn't just be made aware of how damaging it is and how dangerous it is and how it should come with a fucking health warning. Because as far as I'm concerned, social media has done far more damage than fucking tobacco ever could. Uh, 
but we also need to promote the absolutely transformative nature of this technology and the ubiquitousness of it, at least in the in the first world, say. And look, there's a reason that the mainstream is there. And it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon and will never go anywhere because the majority of people need to be led to a certain degree. It's one of the inherent downsides of democracy itself. Those who need leaders are incapable of appointing them. And what makes a great leader, as far as I'm concerned, is somebody who understands, I suppose, the, if you were to divide people into two camps, the mainstream and the more creative crackpot element, the likes of myself and presumably yourselves, you have to be able to understand both. Because there's a place for both. It's the creative people who start and run companies. It's more conservative, or sorry, who start companies. It's the more conservative types of people who run companies. And then there's the other 90% of people who just want to be able to get by and just want to be able to feed their kids and educate their kids. The, the overwhelming majority of people aren't looking for much. They're really not. If they could just not be under the constant pressure, financial pressure, if nothing else. Because financial pressure cripples everybody. It has its working fucking 50 hours a week and commuting another 10 on top of that for shit money. And in, and in a lot of cases, it's to buy shit we don't need. But again, the reason that we... There's been an artificial one created in a lot of people and advertising has done that. It's given you this idea that you are not enough. It's given you this idea that if you had this or if you had that or if you had the other thing, you would be better. So you're constantly, perpetually being reminded by the mainstream media that you're just within reach of becoming the person that you need to be. If you can just get this thing, if you can just do this thing, you're nearly there, you're nearly there, you're nearly there and then you're fucking dead having not lived your life, having not lived up to anything remotely resembling what your potential could have been. But I suppose the first step, or one of the first steps in coming to to terms with this and, and, and making something out of it and getting something out of the wash is first and foremost being aware of it, appreciating that if you like this type of content, if you're a regular listener to the type of material that I put out there, you're not normal. You're not, you're not the same as most people. You're different. But as I've said in previous episodes, your difference is to be cherished. You shouldn't want to be quote-unquote normal. But when you live in a society that essentially punishes you for stepping outside the norms, it can be hard. But the norms are there for a reason. We can't all be off the lead. Because if we were all off the lead and nobody listens to anybody and you could, you'd never get anything done, we need a certain amount of conformity and that goes for myself as well and something that i noticed during the the whole covid thing was a lot of my listeners a couple of them contacted me and they sent me links to different things oh, what, what do you think about this rano and some of the stuff that i got sent on was like pretty fucking pretty extreme stuff like and like there's a couple of guys that i was chatting to that do and don't listen to me online saying the whole off the lead thing and they've essentially been lost to conspiracy land. And it got me thinking about the whole off the lead thing because these people, they were off the lead as fuck. They were the most off the lead people I've ever spoken to. And it got me thinking, I was like, Jesus, what's, maybe there's a big downside of being off the lead. And there is. 
So the analogy of after lead is, imagine a, dog, a man walking down the street with a dog on a lead. The man represents society or your broader culture and you're the dog. And you might want to go down this way and you might want to go that way, but society fucking drags you along. You're chained to society and you have to go wherever society is going. And some people are really placid and don't mind and will just, they're there to follow. They're not leaders, they're there to follow. And they're happy out just following society, being brought wherever society is going. But then there's other people, people like us, who are like, ah, you know what, not so much, I'd sooner go this way. So that's where the whole off-the-lead analogy comes from. But the people who go off-the-lead entirely, they head off wherever they want. They just run for the horizon. But what happens to these people is the sun goes down and it gets dark and they're like, fuck, I've nowhere to sleep tonight. So they sleep under a bench and then they wake up and they're hungry. But there's no one to feed them. So they're essentially two off the lead. What you want is to be able to walk alongside the man in the analogy with no lead, but to stay with him. And if you want to go down an alleyway, you can go down an alleyway and sniff something. But the idea is that you have to keep within a certain range of your society, of your broader culture, because otherwise you just become a prior. You become too far outside of, of your society. And it's like anything else. There has to be a bit of give and take. You can't have it all your way. You can't be completely off the lead. You have to, you have to weigh in beside your, your culture, your society. You can't be too rebellious. Yes, kids in school should give their teachers a little bit of shit and test the waters. But they shouldn't do it to the point that they get expelled. You simply need to toe the line to a certain degree, but just not entirely. And on that note, I'll catch you tomorrow.